Who's your favorite possum? Don't touch me. Aww. Maybe you can hum the theme song Won't hold it against you if you get parts wrong While the memory's not too strong There's a piece of you from a time long gone So while these fuzzy warm feelings remain question we ask is still the same To the treasure or just plain lame Is this still good? Hello and welcome to a very goofy podcast uh, I'm your host, Gavin Murray With me today is another host. His name is Sage Bilderback. Of course, thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Is No this one still... likes that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome to Is This Still Good, a podcast um, about removing nostalgia goggles and taking a look at a look back at the media that you know our um, ourselves are built upon. I define myself by this film, and today. With both of these hosts is a guest. This guest returning, Seamus Calder. Welcome. Welcome. Good to be here. Good to be here. Can I talk now? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have talked at any point. I just, I didn't want to give it, it away. It would have really helped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel like every time Gavin intros, there's like another level of grammar that gets put on. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's effort. It's called uh, professionalism. Uh, but Seamus, welcome. How are you doing, bud? You know, k- kicking it, man, and hanging out. I got a lot of stuff going on these days. Uh, that was a lie, but uh, <laughs> how's your goofy level this morning? Uh, not uh, particularly not super feeling goofy today, just because uh, very tired for some reason. Well, and I can tell you what that reason is. It's most likely that I'm hungover and I didn't get a lot of sleep. That sounds pretty goofy to me. So you're living in a post goofy world. Yeah, I, I was getting really I was getting goofy yesterday. So. There you go. Well, we're here So to what talk movie about... are we covering today, Gavin? We're here to talk about the Disney film A Goofy Movie. Wait, you guys the... told me it was a Dark Crystal. Oh shit. Yeah, no, all my all my week. all my notes are about Dark Crystal. We could do a hard pivot. If you if you just instead of say Gelfling, say Goofling. I think we'll get there. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Someone explain that joke to me. <laughs> Have you not seen a Dark Crystal? Uh, I watch. No, I haven't seen a Dark Crystal. I've watched a little bit, and like those little vulture creatures, just just gross yeah, those me. Skexies. Those the are hell out. Those are the gal. You don't I'm find not them, into it. You don't find them skexy. Two. Oh, I watched two episodes of that Netflix remake. I was just like, I don't think any of this is for me. <laughs> It is a, it is a, I don't know what audience they're really trying to hit with that. I hope they found it. I, I don't know if it's me either. <laughs> yeah, well, the, it's the edgy kids of parents who accidentally showed them Return to Oz instead of The Wizard of Oz. I still haven't, that's one I haven't seen that I'm sure we'll get to on this podcast at some point and I'm excited for. But so let's talk a little bit more about Seamus, your childhood and uh, how goofy it might have been, or may, may not have been. Was this movie an escape for you? Did you, did you, do you see John Calder in Goofy, or vice versa? It's a weird one for me, because, uh, yeah, my dad is goofy. It's, uh, like, it's pretty, it's a pretty on-the-nose portrayal of my dad. I would call him extremely goofy. He is extremely goofy, yeah. I definitely, I see a bit of Max in you, too. Do you want to explore yeah. that? Yeah, I got a bit, you know, I got, I got a bit of the max. I, I realize this is going to be so, uh, therapeutic here. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. When I was growing up, I lived with just, I lived with my dad, uh, full time. So it was just me and my dad. And yeah, my dad just had a tendency to kind of like drag me into situations that, you know, okay, you know, they were a little embarrassing, but it was like all well meaning, you know, but he just kind of just awkwardly. Well meaning. Yeah, they're really trying. Yeah. So it's like, it's like a lot of effort, but the end result is me being embarrassed. So that was, I would say, a lot of my childhood with my dad. Um, so yeah, this movie was always one that was just like, hmm, this is a little, this is, this is close to home. Sage, what was, what was your relationship with your father like? Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, dramatic pause. I've always had like a great, pretty much unnotable relationship with my dad where he too is a extremely goofy man. Uh, w- one thing I, I do want to ask more uh, is you're, you guys have a connection to this movie that I don't. I was just aware of this movie. That's it. I saw like a trailer when I was a kid. And Gavin, you specifically make references to this movie more than anyone else I know, uh, which is to say at all ever. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know how often I reference this movie, but... Not often, but more than zero, which is everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, this was like part of, you know, we grew up in the, I forget what they call it, like the, the Disney golden era. Like... The Dis- yeah, the Disney Renaissance. So that, this is this movie is like a more forgotten part of, but like it's right at the beginning. The of Disney it. Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, like this has all the staples of those great films. Like they'd cracked the Disney musical, and this is just like another solid example of that. You've got your "I Wish" song opening it up with a uh, like standout, which is fucking stellar. <laughs> and it just like it, it's they hacked the formula or like they just figured out the formula this time and we're just delivering hit after hit with like the lion king beating the beast um and i would count a goofy movie among those even if it had like a smaller budget comparatively and doesn't live i mean it's a smaller story yeah well, but i'm, I'm kinda... also i'm gonna say it's the best disney soundtrack and i discount every song in the movie except uh stand out <laughs> and eye to eye like those two songs are Tevin Campbell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tevin Campbell killed it. Uh, like everyone, everyone has. The, there's the meme about Phil Collins doing Tarzan. Like our man didn't have to go this hard for Tarzan. I don't even remember that song. Yeah, our man didn't have to go this hard for the Goofy movie. I'm not connected to anything in this movie as much as like Strangers Like Me, which is just the one I remember from Tarzan, or uh, certainly my personal favorite, uh, that Goo Goo song from uh, Treasure Planet. Yeah, both drawn blanks for me, and I know we watched Treasure we Planet. We did this Treasure year. Planet recently. I still listen to that song all the time. Uh, it's the Goo Goo Dolls uh, singer's solo thing. I don't remember his name, so I'm not gonna. Oh, is it Iris? Is it, it is it Iris or Isis or Iris? It's, uh, <laughs> no, no, it's uh, it was a solo thing written for this movie, but it just sounds like Goo Goo yeah, Dolls. Yeah, yeah, no, tre- Treasure Google Planet. Planet. He doesn't want the world to see him because he doesn't think they know who he is. No, it's that guy, but that is not the song. But that song fits really well for Treasure Planet, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah, it would work. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it stands out. Right. And I don't think anything in a a goofy movie stands out until you've got one that I at least remember because it sounds Michael Jackson y. But I also, when I started the movie, I did not know it was a musical. (laughs) Yeah, Sage, I don't think we're seeing eye to eye here. (laughs) There you go. Now I remember two of the songs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's get this thing on the road again. 
Hey, three songs, right? <laughs> that I I did kind of I did kind of forget this was a musical because like it's those that opening number which like we should get into the um, summary ASAP, but uh, <laughs> that opening I wish I wish song that like uh, you know day after today. Yeah, after today, but um, <laughs> it's got which has the best I think the best delivered line in a Disney song ever, which is. Um, they're all the kids jumping off the bus and the bus driver goes, yeah. I'm going to sit on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all great. Which, you know, again, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of like, cause you know, you got, um, what is it? I want to, I just can't wait to be king is another one of those, the exact same formulaic song. And, uh, right. It must be more than this provincial life from uh, Beauty and the Beast. All right. Well, actually, so Sage, you're you're the least you, you've you've self-identified as the least um, the person who remembers this the least. Which you're shaking your head your head like you remember I watched this, it not at all. <laughs> last week, I remember just the broadest strokes. If you're trying to get me to do a summary, it's honestly going to be like a one sentence log line of eight seconds. So I, I'm curious to hear that now, though. Let's go for it. Go go. All right. <sighs> Was not prepared for this. Want that as a disclaimer. All right. In comparison uh, to me, overprepared. Yeah, let's have Seamus do it. <laughs> All right, Seamus, take us through it. But you're capped at like you got you got you got uh 45 seconds. 45 second recap of the movie. Yeah, and you can't talk fast. Talk normal. So I just skip the skip all the the musical stuff. <laughs> okay, Max Goof is the son of uh, famous Disney character Goofy. Uh, he feels like he's slowly turning into his father, and he fears that it's an off-putting thing for his high school crush Roxanne. He tries to impress her by impersonating uh, his favorite singer, Powerline, at a uh, school uh, assembly on the first day of school, which uh, is results in him getting detention and his principal calling his dad while Goofy's uh, friend Pete is talking up the dangers of letting a child Max's age run off on his own because he might join gangs or become a, you know get the electric chair. Uh, Goofy becomes very freaked out when his... The principal calls him and mentions that Max was dressed like a gang member, which I wrote a note. That was a really <laughs> strange yeah. thing to say. Yeah, uh, I did not remember that. It, um, it freaks out Goofy. It freaks out Goofy enough that um, he decides he's going to take Max fishing. However, what he doesn't know is that Max has finally talked to Roxanne, who has agreed to go with him to a party um, to watch the Powerline concert. So reluctantly, Max is forced to go along with his dad on the fishing trip, but he is able to get him to drop him off at Roxanne's for a second so he can, you know, cancel the date. But when she says she'll go with somebody else, he, he comes up with this elaborate lie that he's actually going to L.A. so that he can dance on stage with Powerline in the closing number and he'll wave to her. So then it becomes them bonding while trying to go to this fishing with Goofy trying to impart this uh, wisdom that he got from his family, his father, onto Max and just what it means to be a goof. While at the same time, Max is trying to co-opt the trip into going to L.A. so that they can dance on stage with Powerline, which eventually, after calamity ensues, they reach an understanding and Goofy agrees to help Max get on stage at the Powerline concert, which he does. It's awesome. They dance to eye to eye. <laughs> and uh, Max, and then Max goes back home, runs into Roxanne, and she gives him a kiss. And he laughs like a goof because she likes his laugh. And then Goofy crashes through the awning and she shakes his hand. Right, that's how uh, Max introduces his uh, girlfriend to his dad, who is currently stuck in her ceiling. Because <laughs> their car it's just a, explodes. It's very, it's very cute. 
is is just the cutest of movies. Name a cuter movie. I can't. Uh, Happy Feet. <laughs> That's a pretty cute movie. Yeah, I'd yeah. say like maybe equal even. The anthropomorphization. Anthropomorphization. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you a second you. to think of the word. <laughs> uh, there's something about the the, the penguins that just made me uncomfortable. I don't know. I would I would do a lot. That was uh, a right. that, that was, was a thorough. very very solid summary. Thank you. Yeah, that was probably the most prepared. Uh, I that wasn't even solid. that was literally just from memory. Okay, the man knows his goofy material. That's very. <laughs> I mean, I watched this movie like yesterday. I was. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, Goofy's son has a crush on a girl, and Goofy drags him on a road trip instead. I mean, <laughs> also accurate. Cool. Also yeah. accurate, yeah. That might be, like, the, the IMDb, just one line of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sage, when, did, you, did you watch this movie growing up then, or is this just not a staple? No, so, like, I... Was, so, did this come out in theaters, or was this, like, on yeah. TV? Yeah, it was okay. in theaters. Yeah, this was in theaters. All right, so, like, at the time this came out, I lived in a place without theaters which isn't an excuse because like we did uh rent a shit ton of videos um mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. i'd seen pretty much everything else in the disney renaissance treasure planet was the one outlier that i just saw recently and uh just gonna go on record saying it's my favorite watch treasure planet check out the treasure planet episode of this podcast but a goofy movie i just have a memory of a trailer and then it just disappeared from my memory and then like a couple years later they made a sequel and i'm just as aware of that as as this one and that's that's really where it where it stops now goofy and mickey and that whole ensemble like is something i'm very aware with just being exposed uh through various cartoons over the last century and right. also there's a weird thing where I had a lot of like Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse comics growing up. I couldn't uh-huh. tell you who actually who actually wrote those star. or what company yeah. or anything. I've certainly a lot of Donald Duck and Uncle Scrooge, but my entry to all these characters is more from comics than from actual like animation. Um or maybe like equal. Uh but Goofy's just the guy in the Mickey Mouse cartoons that says Garsh a lot. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goofy also has a dog. Like, there's an actual dog. In the, who, owns, Mickey, who owns Pluto? Mickey has Pluto. Yeah, Mickey. Mickey Pluto. owns Pluto. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Who owns Pluto? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Uh, CBS Viacom streaming actually <laughs> owns Pluto. Uh, so that didn't help. So I'll take your word for it. Uh, no, it's Pluto TV. <laughs> and also, not a planet. <laughs> Still a planet to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I just want to believe. Do you guys do you guys have any knowledge of like the original, like where Goofy kind of originated as a character? No. So my my earliest memories of him are in those like instructional parody videos. Yep. Where it'll be like you know, Disney Disney in the world of skiing. Now, if you're going to ski, it's important to strap. One street ski onto each foot, and then it's like Goofy putting one on backwards, and then he's accidentally going backwards down the hill, and then he like he he's near death experience after near death experience. Yeah, it's or it's like how to get in shape, and he's getting he's the yeah. exercise belt accidentally like rotate him rotates him right out of the the building. Right, or I remember seeing one on how to drive, and it's like just Goofy experiencing road rage. <laughs> I'm sorry, what the fuck are you guys talking about? These are the original Goofy cartoons from like the yeah. 40s. They're or pretty whatever. good. They're very they're funny. enjoyable. 
Um, yeah, yeah there's, there, there's one where he's uh, he becomes addicted to gambling. <laughs> is there like a goofy reefer madness out there somewhere? Yeah, <laughs> probably. Probably. Yeah, basically. That, well, I mean, it's going to be like five minutes long, and well, actually, they probably didn't deal with drugs. Yeah, I they know. don't. I don't think they do drugs. But um, these were Goofy definitely does drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say Goofy doesn't do drugs. I just said they okay. didn't make a movie of Goofy doing drugs. Requiem for a goof is not out there. Or more accurately, <laughs> I'm sure Goofy used to do a lot of ducks and is is paying for them now. Well, yeah, now yeah. he's got Max and he's responsible. Yeah, yeah. so that so that's actually really the, the reason I brought it up is I think these because these were like little vignettes they would show before other Disney movies mm-hmm. and for years and so there's a ton of these and that was basically like what Goofy's thing was. And then it became like oh he like best friends with Mickey and Donald Duck and just very quick aside, Mickey Mouse is a dumb character, like. I don't, not dumb, just blank. What a what a nothing character. Yeah, he's a real Mary Sue. Yeah, yeah. Mickey like Mickey Mouse has never done it for me. Like I I just he just seems like such a boring character. And then that's why Goofy was always supposed to be like the everyman character that's from these instructional videos. And then Mm -hmm. well, we all know about Donald Duck is the best because just Scrooge McDuck, Ducktales, yada yada yada. It was the most fun to to imitate, like on the playground as a kid. Mm-hmm. Well, he was for the longest time. He was really the only one that was the most fleshed out. Really? Right. It took the, to me. It was yeah. this movie, which like I was. I mean, there was this movie bunch, and Goof and Goof Troop, which I didn't see actually. I didn't watch Goof Troop. What Did is you watch that, Goof Troop? James? Goof Troop is the animated TV show that basically followed this. Oh, I think it predated. Or, it might, it may, might have predated it, but... Let me ask, because I've always been aware of Goofy, but I had never heard of Max before this movie. I assume this was someone that they gave Goofy for this movie, or was uh, Max pre-existing canon? My understanding is Goof Troop came first, and that was the introduction of Max. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't watch Goof Troop, though. And I think he's younger in Goof Troop. Because when you say Donald Duck is more fleshed out, um, obviously... Y'all have a stronger connection to DuckTales, DuckTales and like probably yeah. that whole universe. I read a lot of Donald Duck comics, and what he does have that these other characters don't have is an entire family, family. and a yeah. kooky rich uncle and like villains. I couldn't tell you who who Mickey Mouse's <laughs> villains are, but I guess I'm actually saying more Uncle Scrooge has got those those three yeah, animals that that like did try to dig in and steal all the stuff, and he's got like a rotating roster of of villains. I'm not saying Mickey Mouse or Goofy don't have these things. I'm saying I'm not aware of them. Well, it's, they have a, they have an expanded universe and canon. So, like when I think of Mickey's personality, I think of The Wizard's Apprentice, which has no bearing on anything else Mickey's ever done. But that's where he expresses the most personality. Right. Oh, see, the most interesting Mickey to me is um, the one where his brain get the brain the brain switch <laughs> one. That one's enjoyable too. That one that one is very enjoyable because it does a good job with Mickey just kind of being like well-meaning every man but he's at the same time it's like uh minnie wants him to get a job because he's just sitting around playing video games all day (laughs) the other big disney thing uh that i that i know all these characters from is of course kingdom hearts there you said house of mouse (laughs) there is also house there is also house of mouse yes um oh just an update because i I had to look it up goof troop uh only aired for one season in 1992 and this was made, um, this and an extremely goofy movie were basically made to be continuations and then a finale for the whole series. Oh, interesting. So it's not just, is it's literally a continuation? Is that what you kind of read? Like this is the, yeah. uh, 
the the movie that was the finale or extended of of this TV show. In the TV show, Max is in high school. This is him still in high school, and then an extremely goofy movie is him in college. Okay. Also, while we're shouting out things, I will say uh, the new Ducktales is excellent. <laughs> And apparently they, they did look to this movie as, like, an inspiration. They referenced it, too. Yeah. Oh, really? Les, Lester's, Lester's, Lester Possum shows up in uh, that photo. Yeah, they also have, um, well, they also have his uh, Goofies in an, in an episode, and he pulls out his wallet, and he's got all these photos, and one of them is Max and Roxanne going to the prom. Aw. Yeah, which I thought was a great touch. If I wanted to get more into, like, the Disney Mouse verse, is there, like, a really complicated canon I'm going to have to learn? Like, does it get into some X-Men bullshit? Not as complicated as uh, whatever that video game series you just mentioned. Kingdom like. Hearts? Yeah. <laughs> sure. That I can't, I can't even start. That looks like so much work. Well, there's Mickey uh, Mouse, and there's Disney characters, and there's some Heartless, and there's some uh, Clouds in it. So yeah, you know. just got to make sure you play the mobile games, like Death and Death by Sleep <laughs> 3.5 Remix 7778. Oh, you, and really, yeah, gotta, you really got to dig into the history of digital Sora. There's probably a trading card game that plays on your phone. <laughs> I will say, back to your real question, Sage. I don't think that. I think the the mouse verse or whatever you want to call it uh, isn't actually that connected. There, people show up and stuff. It's more cameo based, okay. and then within that, there are runs. So. You know, the DuckTales was a reboot of the DuckTales universe. But the DuckTales, com- the DuckTales comic has been consistently kind of a running thing for a very long time. So that's probably your most, I, I don't want to say convoluted as much as just most extensive. Rich. Yeah. yeah. Mickey Mouse, they give him a facelift every like 10 years. Yeah. It's mostly about keeping the IP because, uh, you know, the, those those double mouse years, they, they sell really well as hats. Well, also because they, they keep pushing back the... Uh, copyright laws just for Mickey Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, and then Goofy I mean this is like the most goofy you're going to get is the Goof Troop goofy movie to um extremely goofy movie. And he I mean he, when he shows up in like the duck, the new DuckTales series, he, it's very this goofy. That's cuz like to me this is like that goofy before that that goofy that predates it is yes. great, but they are standalone shorts and it's like a recurring formula whereas and like i remember reading a lot of um what it's critiques at the time of this movie complained that this wasn't the movie goofy deserved he deserved better which like they this movie felt like it created goofy as a character to me it's so surprising to hear that feedback certainly how i hear it referenced this move this movie like i mean the thing like that i talk about with this movie is just it has so much heart like it's it is the most like empathetic like character from both sides i don't remember how well i recognize it i think i did even at the time but like how hard both of these characters are trying to relate to each other and like how well-meaning it is it it's just shocking that like anyone could find fault with that part of this movie (laughs) i don't know one thing i think that i really picked up on the most recent time i watched it is that as much as this is a movie about goofy trying to relate to his own son i think there's a lot of it that's goofy trying to remember his own dad yeah because so much of the trip is this is the trip i did with my dad this is what my dad taught yeah, me this yeah is, and so it's it's kind of that which is what i think is a relatable thing is it's that cycle that i think everybody inevitably realizes they are in where it's like you think okay at some point you just figure out adulthood and it's like no you just 
fail fail as best you can. You fail as best <laughs> you, you goof it up, or yeah. but for the most part, you're going to you know you take what you you learn from your parents, and then you hope yeah, that you, you can teach that to your kids, and that kind of you know keeps going. You try and replicate the good stuff that you can that you can remember and that you're clinging to, and like that is like yeah, it, this movie opens up with like you mentioned that that hor- that. Uh, what is it called? That dream? With, ah, that's a nightmare, dream. buddy. That's a nightmare. Yeah, well, no, but at first, at first, it's just him and Roxanne's it, on this pedestal. I, I want to say, I have, this, I have this as my first note. Uh, the opening is oddly sexual. Oh, it's very, well, yes. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, he's, he's having like an intimate dream about this girl on a pedestal. They're both in white. Then, yeah. And then he turns into his father, like you were saying, and it's horrifying. Yeah. His teeth grow out, his, his, his Adam's apple drops, and he goes, oh, yuck. <laughs> It's and it's, I guess it's implied it's, he loses his hair. Yeah, it, I mean it's great. And uh, one of the other lines that I really loved is so this this movie revolves around the map that Goofy's dad used to take him on their first and fishing. It, and if you'll see, it says all the names of the goofs, and then it's all crossed out, and it says all goofs. Yeah, and it ha- and it it has it has the didn't want to come up with more same, goofy names. <laughs> the same <laughs> trip that his dad took him on, he's getting to take his son on. And when they're fighting over the map, and he's like, doesn't trust his son with even holding the map at first. And he uses this line that I love, which is, careful, son, you'll wrinkle my past and your future. Oh, God. <laughs> which is, like, kind of terrifyingly intimate. It's great. Yeah, there's, some, there's, some, there's some great lines in this. Yeah, the, you know what really stuck out to me is I love when, uh, it's when they, first off, it's when they meet Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a ridiculous, like, in what I would say is, in a way, like, such a, like, small character-focused movie, it's so fucking funny that in the middle of it, just, just Bigfoot. Yeah. But then from that, I think we actually get probably the most intimate scene in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. With Bigfoot slapstick in the background. <laughs> with, ex- exactly, with Bigfoot dancing to Staying Alive in the background. But somehow, it's, I love the, uh... When he's got the can of soup and he's cooking it on a cigarette yeah. lighter. Like, that's so cool. And he, obviously, mm-hmm. don't try to open it with your teeth, guys. We're not all goofy. <laughs> well, we don't have goofy-style uh, yeah. fangs. Little chompers. Yeah. We get those when we're older. Yeah. But the high-dad the yep. high soup high is dad so soup. memorable and intimate. And, like, but it's, that's the thing. Is it's so intimate and memorable to Goofy. Yeah. Max yeah. doesn't remember it. Right. And that, yeah. And I think that is kind of... Like, that is the quintessential mo- point in the movie where I think Max gets it. Yeah. And sees, you know, kind of sees his dad, and his dad also kind of gets Max. Because this whole trip has been Goofy going on a vacation saying, I'm taking my son who's eight years old and makes high dad soup for me. And Max is just like, my dad's an obnoxious jerk. He doesn't, he doesn't think of anything but himself. And he's like, no, this is my dad who remembers little things like that. And that's kind of why I always connected it with it, because I thought that was, like, pretty much my, you know, my dad never treated me like I wasn't 10 years old until I was 20. So, mm-hmm. you know, you had to... Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, that's got to be, that's got to be hard as a father is, like, figuring out what age to treat your kid. <laughs> right. Well, and this follows the Lester's terrifying possum park sequence. Oh, heartbreaking. Which, which has the, uh, I never noticed it before, but, like, they straight up just ripped the, um... What is it that like cave from Aladdin basically and turned it into a possum? Is the yes. opening to it? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes the cave of oh, wonders. Oh my god, I would go to Possum Park. Possum Park looks amazing. I'm like, 
upset that Max has no interest in going to this thing because it looks dope as hell. See, yeah, that to me, though, I relate super hard because my parents were super into like taking a, taking me and my sister to bluegrass music festivals, which I just do not enjoy bluegrass. Ah. Uh, and I, all right. I, I, it took me the longest time to accept that, you know, again, this is somewhat about them. Like, this is the thing they enjoy, but they were also trying to, this was the thing they could do with us. It was camping, like we do tents and stuff. And, you know, we were kind of left to our own devices. Like, I'd take my bike and at least ride that around in, like, re- like forests a bunch, which was really fun. But it was also paired with, like, them making sure that I picked up an instrument and, like, would go, like, learn how to play guitar. But it would be bluegrass guitar, which had no interest to me at the time. All right. I got I to gotta jump in there. Like, I'm not going to... Shame you for for not liking bluegrass because I think that's completely reasonable. I will say on the flip side, the little fishing town that I grew up in, Alaska, didn't mm-hmm. have like a lot of social events. We had something called the Ice Worm Festival in the winter, uh, and the the population of this town dwindled to like two thousand people in the winter, and it was like five thousand in the summer. And every summer there was a bluegrass camp, and I look forward to that. Every year, I learned banjo, I learned dobro, I learned every, like, dulcimer, uh, washboard, anything I could. I loved bluegrass in a way that, like, I don't give a shit about bluegrass today, uh, but I would stop and watch, like, if there was a bluegrass band on the street just washboarding it up. I'd be super into that. Um, I remember I was made, like, part of uh, going to this camp. They'd put you in a, basically all the kids had to play in a band in front of all the parents for a bit. Hell yeah. And they they called the band Kids on Grass, which just points <laughs> you to what kind of culture that was. I guess, um, uh, I, yeah, I, California I, bluegrass might have some different <laughs> jokes than Alaska bluegrass. Yeah, I, I can understand. I understand, like, now looking back, but part of it, too, is just being, like, you know, a teenager. And, like, I wasn't the most rebellious kid. I didn't have the most rebellious streak. And so, like, my rebellion took the shape of me hating bluegrass, <laughs> as as stupid and childish as that is. So how'd you get from that to now where you currently have a backwards baseball cap and a damage tattoo across your forehead? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got really into... uh, uh, I I feel like that story really explained it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't think my my parents really forced me into like a lot of like hobbies or cultural things that I wasn't into. I'm trying to remember. They must have like tried and failed to something and just moved on. It's like, Sage isn't into this. Some of them you wind up happy with too. Like, yeah, of course. I'm glad. I'm glad I, you know, picked up an instrument. I'm glad I can play a few of them now. They, yeah. I, they are a thing that I very much enjoy. Um, which you know, I'm sure Max is gonna. Do you think? Well, actually, this is a question. Do you think Max takes his son to Lester's Possum Park? Uh, probably. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's the sort of uh, cycle of violence this movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> it's the trip all goofs must take. And yeah. here's the thing. Goofy probably hated his trip with his dad yeah. as much as Max is. Like, yeah, that's what I think. You're right. But also, I, on the subject of the possum park, it's there's the scene where they he's got the possum goes down his shirt and he looks like he's dancing, and then Goofy grabs mm-hmm. him and he starts swinging him around, and like everyone's kind of like laughing and calling him like mini dork, and you have that like it's just like their focus with like the sort of blurred outline, and he just goes, "Dad, you're embarrassing me." Mm-hmm. And his and Goofy just doesn't hear it, and I feel like that. And then when he like storms off, that was the most like realistic teenage moment to me. Just that like very bluntly, just being like, "You're embarrassing me." And then when they don't, they don't even get it. 
you can't do anything. I really wanted to ask what uh, your guys is, because y- you both grew up in uh, what we call the lower 48, uh, where there is a lot more space. I know that sounds silly because Alaska is really big, but I didn't mm-hmm, grow up with mm-hmm. road trips in Alaska. One, the the tiny village I'm from does not have a road out of it. Like it is, it is, uh, or take a boat, which everyone oh. has a boat. Uh, then we moved to to Anchorage, uh, but the road system in Alaska means there are there are destinations. There aren't road trips. You can drive the eight hours to Anchorage. You can drive eight hours anyway, but you're just kind of going to a place and back. You can't like pick off of something and go to something else. So all of my road trips were going up were actually when we'd come down to the Southwest and rent a car and go around um, because my grandpa lived in Four Corners area, Pagosa Springs, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was born in that same area. So we've got strong ties to there. And I have the fondest memories of spending two weeks in the car with my family, uh, driving around those four states mostly in uh, Texas as well. Um, but I have to imagine if you guys did road trips, it was going to be very different and probably starting from the bay. Yeah, my dad once took me on this disastrous fishing trip. <laughs> really? No. Oh. I mean, I maybe. <laughs> I'm, thir- I'm, 30, I'm 32 trips. years old. I don't remember if like my dad took me fishing when I was eight. <laughs> Do you go fishing now? Do either of you like to fish? I haven't been fishing in twenty something years. Like I went, I know I went, I, I went a couple times when I was a kid. But we used to go fishing on Lake Merced, mm-hmm. where you can't fish anymore. So, no. so I, I I grew up sports fishing a lot. I mean, my dad is a commercial fisherman, so mm-hmm. when we'd go out on the boat for me to either like help work or more often just like hang out and watch movies while he fished, we would also just uh, cast a line off the side. And uh, we we catch these more entertaining than a giant net. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but you're also going to get different type of fish. Like I was sick of salmon for most of my life because that was actually (laughs) the cheap food that my family could feed me. Like you just you'd just bring a salmon home and fillet it. But uh, we would actually catch these little rock fish, which I don't fully know how to describe if you're not already aware. But they kind of look like the stegosaurus of fish, and they hang out on the bottom, and you're not going to pick them up with a net. So we did a lot of that, and we did a lot of uh, crick fishing. But it's something that, just like hunting, has has disappeared from my life as I've moved away from Alaska. I recently, I actually just went on a two-week road trip with my dad right before this. I got my first vaccine shot, and I made the the plunge to go drive into Mexico, which is something I've never done. I was just going to go camping everywhere. And I told my dad, and he invited himself on the trip and flew down, and I got to do it with my dad. And I know invited my invited himself makes it sound like I didn't want him to come, but, like, it's great, especially after a year of not having seen my dad. Right. It was fantastic. And also, I'm driving through a place where there's no light nightlife for me to take a part of. Uh, even right. if I was willing to without full efficacy of vaccine. So not only is it a great bonding experience with my dad, but I'm not sacrificing a damn thing. <laughs> I just get to find out how, how goofy my, my dad has become. Did he teach? Did he, so you're the only person then probably whose dad actually taught them how to throw a, a fishing line here? Uh, the the perfect cast, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know how much I remember about that. And uh, you, you can't do the dance moves anymore. 
<laughs> no, I could not do the. I'm assuming that's dance. how fishing really. I've only been fishing like once. Well, my memory is kind of vague. Well, fishing and dancing actually use the same part of the brain. <laughs> it's the hips, right? The yeah, hips it's the, the hips of the brain. It's the same as golfing. Yeah, yeah, it's all in the hips. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I used to think I didn't go on road trips growing up, to be honest. Like, my family just mostly was just kind of scraping by, and we spent a lot of time at home and didn't drive much. Like, there was always the promise of going to Mexico, and I've still never been. <gasps> that was, like, the planned family trip that just never happened. We'll go this summer. But but thinking about it now, like, I did go to, like, Yosemite. And part of it is, like, yeah, growing up in, in the Bay Area, like, there's so many amazing parks nearby and then, like, the ones that are just, like, Tahoe's not that far off. Yosemite's not really that far off. So I definitely hit all those as a kid with my family. And I don't remember the road trip part of it because, like, at the time I was an avid reader. And I just remember reading Goosebumps, like, almost consistently. Wow, your so, excuse is much better than mine. I had a Game Boy. Yours? Yeah, I remember borrowing, uh, going camping and, like, for that Bluegrass camp, like, I'd borrow friends' Game Boys and get really into Kirby. Yeah, we, I mean, we definitely did, like, Yosemite, um, Ta- uh, to Tahoe a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. My dad was also just, like, you know, and I, I, I kind of liked it. it. Was My dad was also down to just kind of, like, pile us in the car and, you know, drive for, like, four hours just to, like, get outside of the city and see what was out there. We would regularly go up to, like, Half Moon Bay because there was this restaurant mm-hmm. we really liked out there. Um, but, like, yeah, and it was always just these, like, weird day trips. And I remember just, like, the older I got, the more, like, I don't want to say I was bored of them as much as yeah. they felt like they were taking away from my day or yeah. like my social life or my, my whatever I had going on. And I think that's kind of why I really relate to that movie is because I relate to this movie because that's these trips are exactly what, you know, this trip that he has with Goofy was. And that's why, you know, I see so much of my dad in it. But it was also that. It feels like a pause on your life. Yeah. Well, and then it's the thing. It's kind of like. My relationship with my dad, the older I get, the less I remember. I think the less it's about the things we were doing and more just what what we talked about, what was being done. So, like, it's almost like, you know, when your parents are making an effort and they know you like Star Wars, so they buy you a Darth Vader shirt or something. It's like they remember you liked those things, and so they talk to you about those things. And it's not until later that you find out they didn't care about those things at all. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, in my dad's case, my dad and I have a great relationship talking about spaceships and stuff. But you know, he doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I found that more and more on this trip. It was like my dad just likes to talk to me. It doesn't matter if uh, mm-hmm. if I care about what what we're talking about or if or if he cares. He just he just wants to talk. I did want to tag on that. Like my dad just retired of after fifty years of fishing. Uh, and I brought up like, hey, let's uh, let's rent a boat. Let's go out and fish. Let's go get some some <laughs> some Baja fish. Uh, he just had no interest in doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's just like, I don't know. That's kind of great. Yeah, he never wants to. He's just like catch another fish. He still likes yeah, being on no. boats, but just has zero interest <laughs> in fish. He's like, let me let me eat some of these uh, these meats that aren't uh, from the water. Let's let's see what <laughs> let's the do. Some is land about. meat. Let's have other people let's catch have, the fish. Let's have chicken. <laughs> let's have yo, beers, yo, you, you, you guys having land beef? I want some land beef. <laughs> you having uh, land cow, not sea cow? Hey, uh, being a uh, you know a fishing town person, uh, what's the what's the beef of the sea? What is the 
beef like what what yeah, we know what the chicken of the sea is well what chicken fish, of the sea is tuna <laughs> what yeah. fish is going to be the most uh gamey no is, well what makes tuna the chicken of the sea marketing man <laughs> <laughs> because they started making them in the same sort of cans for yeah no i don't know it's that's Wait, just the thing came in a can yeah 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 it's huh. like which came first the chicken or the can is why, yeah, is why I feel like I've never seen chicken in a can before. I don't know. Well, if you ever are looking for, uh, you know, chicken of the sea, canned tuna, there will be canned chicken. Right, right next, right next. Like right so next. I'm never, I'm never looking for tuna for canned tuna either. Oh, see, I'm always, but, I'm always in the the canned food section because I'm looking for my, my deviled ham, favorite mm-hmm. favorite of my dad. Uh, deviled ham. I'm always getting some. I get that. I get the chicken stuff because I like making a good chicken salad. It's easy. It's. You know, and I get tuna. I always get tuna, and it's funny because I always buy tuna. Like I have like two, three cans of tuna in my fridge right now. I always buy tuna, and I'll make a tuna fish sandwich, and I'll get like halfway through it. And remember, I don't like tuna fish sandwiches. Right, fair. Uh, I'll I'll do that for um for camping and like for hiking. Like it's good just have some crackers and some some tuna. We ate so much canned stuff as we were as we were camping on the way down. Uh, you know what, uh, one thing that really separates this from, from other road trips I've done with my family is one, I just, I got to do this with just my dad, but two, mm-hmm. he ended up telling me all sorts of stories about my grandpa that I wasn't aware. And my, my grandpa, if either of you don't know, is, is a crazy wood person. I don't know how else to describe it. He had a, a little Jack Russell that would get in fights with bears and he would come running out of the forest and a bear would be chasing him. Uh, there's all these video compilations of the dog, uh, getting into fights with, with woodland animals. And uh, that dog always felt like an extension of my grandpa, who uh, is considered by some magazines to be the best bow hunter of the 20th century. Wow. <laughs> and shit like that. And I knew growing up, uh, uh, growing up, uh, my grandpa was also a fisherman. And uh, he, was a, he was a sane fisherman, which is a uh, S-E-I-N, uh, not to be confused with all the insane fisherman that mm-hmm. also populate Cordova. Yeah, he's a sane fisherman, which is just a different form of fishing that involves just tricking all the fish in one area and then scooping them up, and there's more hydraulics and everything else. Yeah, yeah, uh, and if they see the full moon, if you haven't cut their tail off, they turn into a monkey. Exactly. Exactly that. Seamus gets it. But he would he'd spend the summer fishing in, in Alaska, and then he would go down to Hawaiian fish. And I didn't put it together until now that he just took a goddamn boat from Alaska to Hawaii every year. It's like a 13-day wow. voyage at sea. You know, it's a, it's a bigger boat than my dad's boat, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine it as, like, ocean faring. There were some times where he's just like, oh, we're off course, and I don't have enough fuel, so I have to just go back to Alaska this year. I never knew that. When he collected enough salmon balls, did he go Super Saiyan fisherman? <laughs> no, he gets a wish, man. You go Super Saiyan when you go Super Saiyan fisherman when you get angry and your emotions overtake you. And then if you're a human Saiyan hybrid, your emotions um, are stronger, so you actually have a higher potential. I'm sorry, I never watched Salmon Ball Z. Salmon Ball Z, yeah. Yeah. So the 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 multi generational aspect of this salmon Disney salmon lately. watch the salmon salmon ballsy okay I'm done <laughs> thank you that was totally <laughs> worth interrupting my segue uh, yeah no the 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 Max Goofy and Ghost of Goofy's father aspect of this like hit pretty hard for me um, yeah. but there was an also an aspect of watching this movie as an adult 
uh, that was totally different than if I had watched it as a kid, because the whole time I'm just like, Max, no one gives a shit about your teenage baby girlfriend who you're not going to remember, or you're not going to know in five years, and you're not going to remember or think about in 15 years. Go hang out with your dad and listen to his stories. But yeah, the idea that he doesn't be like, well, let's hang out over summer. Uh, <laughs> the the excuse that like I'm sorry I can't can't go to that one date. Um, I'll be back in two weeks. I'll be back. Yeah, I'll be, can like I can't week. make I can't make it to our date in a week, but I'll be back the week after, and we could do something else. Well, especially he's like I'm sorry I'm gonna have to miss this because I'm going to a concert. Sounds so much shittier than like my dad's taking me on a fishing. He vacation. doesn't immediately jump to that. He says my dad's taking me on this stupid vacation. And she's like, it's fine. I'll find somebody else to go with. And he goes, and then that's when he's like, well, it's because I'm going right. to the concert. Which is a power move in her a power move on her point, which is a weird power move. Well, that's the other thing is like, that's the only, that, that's the weirdest moment in the movie to me in a weird, in a way, because throughout the rest of the movie, it's shown she really likes Max. Yeah. Well, I mean, even before that, it's like, been, she's the one who talks to him first. No, exactly. And even when like she, he falls down the bleachers and she sees him and he laughs, she likes his laugh. Yeah. Exactly. But then, yeah, it's just that one moment where she's like, I guess I'll go with someone else. Which I don't think is, like, malicious or, like... No, no, no. It's just, I think, her just being she like... She needs a ride to the party. I get it. No, I think it's more just her, like, assuming he's not interested. But right. this is why I like it, is that Max takes it as something totally bad. And this is his first time ever, like, in this situation. So he digs himself a bigger and bigger hole. Yeah. It's also... A comforting reminder to me that, like, women in high school were just as dumb and awkward as I was, and I was just not aware of that in high school mm -hmm. at all. That's definitely what it was. So it's always it really cute to see that today. Yeah, it's a super... This movie's just fucking oozes charm. It's very from cute. the very first frame. I think yeah, we haven't like... talked... We haven't talked about Pete. Can I bring up Pete? Yeah. Because yeah. I yeah, really... Absolutely. I think Pete is great, and I think he's a great foil to, to Goofy. Pete being uh, Max's good friend PJ's dad. Yes, or Peach, as they keep saying. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like that, but I don't. <laughs> Fair enough. But I love I love Pete in, in this just because he's not a bad guy. He's a no. he's a foil because the yeah. the thing is he's not giving Goofy bad advice per se. He's giving bad advice for Goofy. Yeah, like. This isn't necessary. He's like, yeah, if your kid's out of line, you should probably, you know, try to, you know, get them into a little Spend bit more. Spend some time with them. Spend some time with them. Get... <laughs> like, he's giving good advice. It's the way that he's giving it doesn't work with Goofy and Matt. Well, and you also get to see the way that Pete is with PJ. And it's like that they make it look pretty not great. Like, he's just he's kind of more of like a military style father making his son do. But it also uh, it seems like him and PJ have a pretty OK relationship. Yeah, I mean, PJ lives in, like, what sounds like large fear of his dad. <laughs> Fair enough. It's constantly, my dad's going to kill me. You know, I can't can't do this one thing because I'm going to, my dad will slaughter me. You know, so I, I mean, I get it. Like, it's not, he's not a bad dad, but, like, the fear there is. Yeah, that's, that's uh, true. But, I'm saying, I, but what I'm saying, I mean, like, I, as much as, I, like, some of his advice is almost, like, boastful of, like. Mm hmm Yeah. It's all well-intentioned. Like, he is genuinely, actually, like, in his own, boister he, in his boisterous way, he is 
actually just being like Goofy's friend and trying to give him advice. He is, and he—that's the thing too that like I'd almost forgotten about so much is that like Pete is very much um, Goofy's friend. Like they are best friends, and they're both in it because they like hanging out together. Which is a part thing that I'd kind of forgotten. I always thought that, you know, like the fact that they go camping next to each other, like, is a pleasant surprise for everyone involved, except for Goofy, who's trying to spend some time one on time with his son. Right. It's more that like Pete's like, oh great, yeah, let's hang out. This will be good. Yeah, stay I'll for di- more stay, food. Stay for dinner. This is great. <laughs> yeah. And like, oh man, I'm so jealous of that RV, even though it's a cartoon. Like that thing that just comes out. It like chops down trees to create like a meadow and then grows a, a bowling alley yeah it's got yeah. a bowling alley on top <laughs> that expands it's got um, a swimming, no. swimming pool comes out of the side literally yeah. absorbs the other tent <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty pretty fantastic no it's wild there's some uh there's some good sight gags in this movie yeah. like i will give it a lot of credit for that I like the animation in this movie. Yeah. Like, I think that, again, this is like a very beautiful era for the way that people move in Disney movies, even when it's not like, you know, I'm sure they were making other Disney movies at the same time they were making this, and they're probably A-list animators were on those other movies. Mm-hmm. This movie looks great. Yeah. Um, the way that the goofy characters just move is so fluid and like full of, full of uh, character. So is this technically a part, like, for all, all these reasons, it's theatrical, it's pretty top-notch animation, it's in its musical. Is this considered, like, a part of the Disney Renaissance? Because I've never heard it, like, included alongside... I think it falls at the tail end of it. I don't know if it's specifically included, but this is 95, so... Well, it's not, like, a timeline thing. Like, there's other, like, Disney projects that come out during this that may not be included. I mean... Disney Renaissance from everything I read, like Treasure Planet's still included in that. It kind of goes up until 3D, like from yeah, Beauty like and the Beast until Treasure. Planet. No, this is yeah. very this is very much in that. Like one one reason I was reading for it being maybe less remembered is this was made during Jeffrey Katzenberg of uh, Quibi Quibi fame. Uh, this was at the tail end of his um, working at as like the head of Disney. Okay. And so he left as this movie was being made, and the new person taking over, they tend to like be like, oh, projects being made under the last guy. That's Let's not make those successes. We need to make the successes that I did big so that I look like I'm doing my job. It does happen a lot. The Disney Renaissance is a specific set of movies from, from 89 to 99, um, and it's more about the yeah. box office performance than it is... They all perform. Okay. They, they okay. all perform well, really well at the box I'm office. I'm choosing to broaden that definition. Fuck whoever wrote that. Yeah, Goofy also movies, that. Renaissance film. But yeah, it's uh, a, Goofy <laughs> movies in the era. I think. I think it's just not the um, kind of the formula. I think people associate with a Disney movie, which is crazy. It's it, which is it's crazy. It very, it, it very much is. But I think when people are thinking of the Disney Renaissance movies, that's you know Aladdin yeah. and Pocahontas and like these were. They're all very stylized. Yeah, and they're, well, also they're all adaptations, not... which is kind of funny. Like this is the more this is the way, this, this is, is a Disneyer movie <laughs> comparatively. But I mean, I guess you could argue it's a sequel. Never. But mind. those are all adaptations, like not of like Disney properties of public right, domain of fairy things. tales, yeah, and or or just stories making Shakespeare with animals, uh, or Ki- yeah. or Kimba the White Wolf with um, <laughs> not white wolves. Yeah, or, right. Or but that, that was you know, Shakespeare sure. with animals. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, or um, or making the uh, pr- uh, the pr- was it the uh, 
Princess and the Cobbler um, as quickly as you can, so that it doesn't, uh, so that the other movie doesn't get released before it. <laughs> well, that's classic Disney. Yeah, right Disney, there. Disney cutthroat. I think this uh, is the only we're... one that is like a sequel or adaptation of like their own IP. I'm not going to say that definitively because I don't have the list yeah. in front of me, but like it's it's no. at least a little separated. Even if everything else is like, what if this? But this, what if Treasure Island in space? <laughs> I mean, I constantly think, what if Treasure Island in space? Right. I mean, someone sure. answered this that is a for me. Reasonable, yeah. Um, I want to. Is there any like? Are there any specific scenes you want to bring up before we move into uh, judgments? Oh yeah. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, when when Goofy has quote unquote trusted Max to navigate after he mm-hmm, knows Max mm-hmm. is already trying to fuck him over. <laughs> well, he's he's choosing to steer. Yeah, he's giving him a chance to. Uh, it feels like entrapment to a certain extent, but yeah. yeah, Goofy has trusted Max with navigation duties, which is a they've made a very big deal of. Yeah, and uh, up until decided... now. Goofy would rather just hold the map covering the entire windshield and right. risk the life while of his son. While Max panics and they sing, and people around them sing songs while almost getting in, <laughs> you know, fatal car accidents. But now, uh, yes, he's being trusted to navigate. And I love the idea that he is, I think the original destination is like the Northeast? I think it's Idaho. No, it's, it's in the Rockies. I don't know. I... I, I'm not going to pick nits with geography because I know I will be the only person that cares. But this is also like going from the East Coast to the West Coast and back in two weeks. It means you don't have time to stop and do anything. That's so much distance. <laughs> and they well, go either, to the either South. Way. They go all over. Either the way. It's, they're going to either Idaho or California. <laughs> they're going to Lake, it, Destaho, I, Lake Destiny, Idaho. But Max wants the, to go to they, L.A. They're taking to the idea Rams, that you like, could... Okay. The idea that you could just, like, make a left towards California and drive to California and your dad wouldn't notice <laughs> is so laughably charming. Yeah. Why uh, are we in <laughs> desert? We're supposed to be in mountains. Wow. Uh, Idaho sure looks different. I don't remember all these Scientology buildings. Yeah. I also love that the map they're using does not have roads on it. <laughs> It's just borders. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. The map says yeah, the, keep I... heading west. It looks like we should probably start heading north now. <laughs> yeah, That's... well, and when Max erases it and redraws it, he really just draws a line on it. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. Uh, but yeah, they've had, they've had that uh, um, shift of, of trust and, and, and Goofy's in, in trapping his son into making the, And they, they pull over, and Goofy gets mad at Max, and... Well, but right before that, real quick... Like, okay. he's just driving at, like, a divide, like, the, the, you know, the lanes are splitting, yes. so there's, go, and he's just gonna drive into the divider. He's just like, tell me, Max, which way are we going? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, he tells him at the last second, and they do hit the divider. It's like that <laughs> scene not... in Fight Club, <laughs> with Medulla Magana yeah. in the background, and just like, tell me something it's you terrifying. wish you'd done before you died, Max. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but, but, sorry, you were saying. But the, I mean, like. That that stuff's all 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 good, yeah. uh, but then the car rolls away and you just have Goofy yeah, slapstick trying to get into a moving car and driving on on the uh, what what are those dividers are called those guard, the guardrail on the, the guardrail and like hopping through things and just like living in that wonderful animation worlds and falling into a river yeah. canyon and going off of uh, waterfalls and, and they they, <laughs> they bounce off of like pillars yeah yeah yeah. 
It's it reminds me almost of um and the car is similar to like the loop we watched that uh Castle of Cagliostro scene like the way that they mm-hmm. animate these which is this is after that movie and oh. I know Disney had been watching uh, we, we know they've been watching anime Kimba <laughs> Yeah so like they're they're definitely being uh influenced by animation by anime at this point and um the way that that car moves is absolutely gorgeous And I mean we got to call it out the perfect cast to uh, save Goofy mm-hmm. is a beautiful moment. Right, yeah. Like, he actually remembered it. Yeah. Yeah. But then the rule of threes, too. Like, the big finale is... Which I love they just kind of cut to. After that scene, they're okay. They understand where each other are coming from. There's, like, this just massive communication between father and son. I lo- yeah, the, the, the time they actually talk and explain where both of them stand... Yeah, they get on the same page, and Goofy is down. Goofy's like, "Yeah, he's like, okay, let's get you to this concert." They get there, and Max <laughs> is like pessimistic when they first like get out. He's like, "Okay, hold on." Yeah, and Goofy's like, "Let's go, sneak in. Let's get you through, on stage." Yeah, they sneak in in like a a, a tuba and bass um, cases and just sneak backstage and crash the concert. And the perfect cast comes back once again for that big dance finale. And uh, yeah, when he's just how, he's just power standing line there, is just down instantly learns it. Yeah, it all just like it's montage music. Like that, that's a musical number that I that I truly enjoyed in that because of just how it passes through time. It's it yeah like there's there's a, clearly a story there's a there's a story going on, but like it's so perfectly done with the music that. It's great. And I love is the moment after they do the perfect cast and the dance and Max ends up on stage and he like kind of slides in. And yeah. there's, it's, it's so quick, but I feel like it's just, it's a master class on how to interact with children in that kind of like, if you're just like hanging, you know, fuck it. Um, is they both kind of just look at Max, like hands on the hips and they're like, okay, what do you got? Let's do it. And then he kind of like starts something. They're like, okay, there we go. And they, they just, they, and they do that little like uh, kip up kind of thing. It, it's 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 great and it's really adorable. Just kind of like how into it Powerline is. He's like, yeah, yeah. this yeah. is great. Yeah, <laughs> I love that idea, especially because I expected it to be like a diva pop star moment where, but the, the movie doesn't have time to like make Powerline a character. He's just like, all right, cool. This kid and his dad are on stage. We're all gonna it's, dance yeah. together. <laughs> Powerline's just yeah, Prince. Let's, let's just... learn this new choreography. You know, <laughs> yes. albeit this is a you know huge concert that is being live streamed all over the world yeah. um, as a pay per view. And, th- and I probably had a choreographer who has been training with me and my backup dancers for months. But you know, these two come and screw up our art direction completely. <laughs> let's say one one of my favorite images in the entire movie though is um, when Goofy walks in on the uh, the singer changing and he does the like. Oh yeah, yeah. Wipes his whole face, kind of like mm. right. He almost like tangles his nose around his fingers. Yeah, as an embarrassing. Yeah, it's great. Classic, Again, the, classic goofy for specifically Goofy and Max in this movie feels just so rich and full of character. It's great. All right. Well, with that, we're at the hour mark. Let's. <laughs> is, did let's you guys get, like this let's movie? Let's perfect okay? cast some judgments. What, 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 what are we doing this movie? <laughs> yeah. What are we doing this podcast? Um, Sage, what, what, what are what are our what are our three dividing lines? Where do we draw these lines? Oh, oh right. So uh, if we were to determine the, the, the nostalgic value of a, of a movie, uh, we have three criteria. The first is, uh, is it still good? Uh, mm-hmm. Is it better as a memory? Sure. Or uh, do we just drive it straight into a divider? 
I was going to say, put it in neutral and push, push it off a waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are options. Uh, d- d- does it get wet? I'll go first. I, I love this movie. Every, like, it makes me tear up, like, legitimately. It gets me more in my feels than a lot of movies, too. I, I guess I'm someone who gets in their feels watching movies pretty often. But this movie is charming as shit, and um, it goes by so fast, but is filled with so many, like, beautiful character moments that just take me by surprise. And I love that, like, the moment it feels like it might be getting a little bit long, they just skip through the rest of the, um, they're like, you know, after they've had their intimate moment, fuck it, let's go to the concert, and they're there. Which I just really enjoyed on this watch. Like, it does not waste any time. Yeah. Next. Um, (laughs) So I don't like this movie as much as either of you guys, uh, but every aspect of this movie is good enough. Uh, and, th- and then there are some things I love. It's cute. The sight gags are good. What doesn't work for me is, like, I don't... I wish this movie was less of a musical. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of the music doesn't doesn't work for me. Um, it doesn't stay with me the same way. Uh, I don't have uh, a nostalgic connection to this movie because I didn't see it as a kid. But I, I 100% understand why you guys do. And the, the family dynamics of the movie work for me. I'm giving it a, a still good. All right, so me now? Yep. Um, Jameis hates this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys could tell. This movie makes me really uncomfortable. It brings <laughs> up a lot of uh, hard feelings and memories. Um, and with that said, it's probably my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> um, I mean, I say that, and then Emperor's New Groove exists. It's hard. Um, but, great, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, like, this is one that I would routinely put in the conversation. It's probably my favorite, possibly my favorite Disney movie. Um, it's a movie that's always stuck with me. I think I, you know, I've talked about it enough. It's sticks with me. I relate to it a lot. It really reminds me of growing up, um, and just like my life in particular. Um, so yeah, it's, as Gavin said, it's a movie that can really get into my feels. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's still good. I think my appreciation for it actually has increased the older I get because it's kind of, you know, I'm no longer, like I'm watching it from... I'm not a parent, but I'm watching it from, like... Right. You understand an adulthood. Like, it's a very multi-generational film. Yeah, I think there's a lot There's a lot to be picked from for both of them. And, I mean... Mm-hmm. So, I definitely say it's still good. And I think I... I my last thought on it, I want to say, is just because I was talking about the goofy instructional videos, I think yeah. Yeah. this is one of those. Because... Oh. Think about it like this. Mickey Mouse has Minnie Mouse. Donald Duck has Daisy Duck. Like, they're in healthy, long-term relationships. Mickey has a dog. Somehow, Goofy's a single parent with a kid. And I think a Goofy movie is the Goofy movie instructional how to raise a single, how to be a single parent. Or how to have a relationship with your son. Mm -hmm. I do want to ask you guys, what do you think happened to Max's mom? Where's Max's mom at all of this? uh, He's 100% of a widower. Okay. I feel like, oh, it is a Disney movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's dead moms, man. There's no divorce at Disney. There's only dead parents. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Seamus, uh, I've got a very important question for you. Would you like more Goofy? Yeah. All right. All right. So, I think I think I think Goofy is probably the most realized character of like the the Disney 3, you know, Mickey, Goofy, and Donald, and I think he's done that with the least amount of content. I mean, I I agree with half of that sentence. I think 
we already said at the beginning, Donald Duck has is much more established and like no understanding I, of who they are. Oh, I love Donald Duck. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I would love to see more Goofy because I think Goofy is more is a more grounded character. Donald Duck really. He's an adventurer. He's an adventurer. He's got a lot of different things. Goofy's just a, da- a dude. He's just dad. Just, just trying his best. <laughs> I've never thought of him as a dad before this movie, but I guess it's enough of a, of a touchstone now and certainly for you. But so when we get more Goofy content, and we will in a section that, I don't know if we have a name for it, but it's the reboot section. Here's the bumper. We're reviving a canceled undercover police program from the 80s. Oh, it's not a remake, it's a reboot. You see, the guys in charge of this stuff lack creativity. What the fuck is a reboot? So all they do now is recycle shit from the past. We're working on less of a shriekle and, and more of a screaming. Expect us all not to notice. I like it. Another! <laughs> Alright, so... We're getting more Goofy. How do you want to see more Goofy? Whether it's a sequel, whether it's uh, some sort of adaptation, whether it's a reboot. Uh, what are your pitch? Grandpa Goof. Grandpa yeah, Goof. Yeah, makes sense. It's, it's, a, it's a Goofy movie all over again with Max's kid. Probably Max and Roxanne's kid. Is Goofy in it? Yeah. No, like, because you know Goofy's going to be the best grandpa ever. That is true. What if he's like uh, Alan Arkin in um, Little Miss Sunshine, who's just doing heroin in the back seat during <laughs> yep. like a family trip, and he's like the problem they have to take care of, but he's so he's so connected to Goof. Oh God, you know what? I've said that as a joke, but like a, a less fantastic. drug version of that sounds amazing. <laughs> no, yeah, that Alzheimer's sounds- Goofy having to take him on a last road trip before they put him down. <laughs> That's my pitch. Cool. Continue with yours. <laughs> Sorry, my heart's broken now. I know. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, if I had to do it, I would, I would, I would have adult Max, and you kind of have. Um, I mean, okay. Basically, The Simpsons did this because they've done everything, but they did a they did a mm-hmm. future Christmas episode where Bart's now got is a single parent to two kids, and he sucks at it because they just don't understand each other. But Homer is the best grandpa ever, and so. You see Bart kind of like struggling. Same thing with Lisa. They're both struggling with their parents and realizing what they were like when they were growing up. And so I think that would be the same kind of movie is you have Max trying to be a dad, which is, some you know, he's figuring it out. Meanwhile, Goofy is perfect grandpa. And I think the three of them going on a road trip or just Goofy has to stay with them for the summer, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there is something about, like, it does feel like the sequel should be, like, aggressively grounded, almost. Like, I know they, again, they did they did a sequel. We, we didn't they talk did about it They did a much. sequel? An extremely goofy movie. It's a good title. Uh, and it's it's basically Back to call, back to School. Is that that, Roger? What's his, back to School? That's the Rodney Dangerfield movie? Rodney Dangerfield movie? It's basically that. I don't, I don't respect him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um... <laughs> Can't, can't yeah, no respect. But yeah, because like my mine is like you know you uh, know the extremely think... extremely goofy movie does have a video game. Oh, really? So I you play it, huh? or is that is that the end of the statement? That it really does. Yeah, there's like a, I think it's like a Tony Hawk clone. Oh, that, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, I, I, I li- barely it barely makes sense. <laughs> I like the idea of Grandpa Goofy of Road Trip. This is also one of those rare sequels where like you could hit 
all the same beats. You can have Max showing his kid the things that were so important to him on his road trip with his father and not really understanding why his son doesn't give a shit. Uh, where in most sequels, like, that would be the lazy way to do it, but that's kind of the mm. point of this story right. is is those cycles of violence. I can't get away from saying that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, yeah, I mean no, it sums cyclical. it up pretty well. Yeah. It does feel like it has to be... To me, like, I would maybe go for a different life moment, but it does feel like it has to be a life moment, mm-hmm. which, like, maybe is Max's wedding. Yeah, I think I think there's an aspect of it. It's just generational. It's got to be... Yeah. Because this was this was you know high school Max the next the, the one after that was college Max the logical thing would be adult Max yeah and so it'd be either Max's wedding or like Goofy's maybe just retiring and he's trying to move closer to his son and his son's now like doing some specific job oh that dude. Goofy's trying to visit we ca- and... you catch in the cradle it okay you know actually no I don't I don't get you Hudsucker you Hudsucker, Hudsucker proxy it. You know, Goofy for, winds for up the kids. taking over. Are we... Goofy winds up taking over the company that Max works at just because they need a fall guy, and now they're in corporate hijinks. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You do Hudsucker proxy. Goofy's the Hud. Goofy plays the uh, I forget the character, the dude's name. Tim Robbins. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, put Goofy in Tim Robbins' role. Um, there you I don't go. know. Are we Done. just saying words that would apply to Goofy? Are we Fargo the whole thing? <laughs> no, Catch in the Cradle, the song about. I mean, yeah, yeah. you you have to flip the father and son role in it, but it's about a father who just is never able to make time for his son. And then when his son's old enough and he finally has time to spend with him, his son's too busy. Yeah. And so I think it would be you kind of reverse it where it's you have adult Max who Goofy's retired and bored and finally, like, able to, like, really wants to spend time with his son and, like, catch up with him. And Max is now too busy. He's a high-powered businessman, always on the phone, doesn't have time for his, exactly. for his ailing father. Uh, he's a person. So he's a person. And I'm just saying, you mix that with the Hudsucker proxy yeah. and have Goofy uh, be the fall guy for Max realizes but, he's in like a giant scheme that's highly illegal. But also but yes, give Goofy Alzheimer's. At its core, it's oh god, no, we cracked it. We did it. The opiate addiction. All right, we 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 again we again have made uh, you know done Hollywood better than they could do themselves. I yeah so yeah. Now I legitimately I want Disney. I want Disney to listen to this one and, and be like, these guys are these guys are right. We should make yeah. another Goofy movie. Yeah. Except it's going to come out on Clippy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shudder. Bring old Jeff Kratzy. It could also come out on Shudder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, we didn't actually recommend that much. I mean, we I didn't know there was the pitch of like go watch the new Ducktales reboot. But what do you what do you guys what do you guys recommend if if you've seen this movie and want more? I'm trying to think of like what's another good road trip movie to to chase it with. Vacation. Uh, that, <laughs> this always bothers me when people just call it vacation because National I, I have to vacation. think for like five seconds to think what the hell it is because <laughs> those aren't movies that mean anything to be they're good or the first one is but like i don't know that's like when people talk about empire strike back and they just refer to it as empire and for some reason i think of the uh like the kingpin drama with uh, john leguizamo and fat joe <laughs> which is called empire which it's okay that you both have blank faces and didn't know that this movie existed, but that's Empire. Wait, is it called Empire or Kingpin? It's called Empire, but it's, but it's like a Rise and Fall Scarface type story. Kingpin, good road trip. Kingpin Kingpin's a good road trip movie. Yeah, I didn't know that was a road trip movie. More cum, jo- uh, more cum jokes than Goofy movie, and by that I mean one. What's not that great of a road trip movie? Road trip. <laughs> it's not that great. Euro trip, uh, solid. Euro trip, solid. I'm going to shout out Sex Drive. <laughs> 
if you want, if you really want a goofy Apparently. movie. <laughs> I I'm weirdly so when when we were trying to think of the uh, reboot versions, for some reason I kept getting stuck on uh, Death at a Funeral. Okay. And which doesn't really work. I mean, you'd have to really do some legwork to kind of adapt that into a goofy story. But that being said, it's a great movie. You should go check that out. Um, Seamus, where yeah. can people find you and follow you if you want them to do that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy. Um, I'm on Twitter as uh, Seamus Calder. And I think I'm on Instagram as Seamus Calder. <laughs> really? Uh, I, hiding in the weeds. I literally in. actually, I actually have to check that for myself. <laughs> I'm like, it can't be. No, I'm Seamese. So Seamese. S e a m e e s e. Um, I am a. Uh, I'm involved with uh, Super Trash TV. We do uh, regular Twitch streams. Like today's a Monday, so Mondays, uh, six p.m. Pacific, nine Eastern. We do a D and D campaign that I'm a part of. Uh, Tuesdays we play Super Smash Brothers. Wednesdays. Um, oh, Wednesdays we host. Uh, a game show based on our friend Steven. What? And uh, yeah, it's yep. the price of Steven. It's the, the only game show by Steven Koo about Steven Koo. Um, and then Thursday, we typically do like Rocket League or whatever the hell we feel like. And you can see that all at twitch.tv slash super trash TV. Yeah, yeah. Sage. Same question. I mean, still still not a lot. Uh, I thought getting vaccinated would just make jobs appear, and it has not yet. Uh, so what am I going to plug? Wait, can I plug my LinkedIn? Can I plug my LinkedIn? <laughs> Is it CMEs? <laughs> no, that's that's another one. That's just LinkedIn slash Seamus Calder. I think. Uh, oh, shit, it's CMEs. This is why I'm not getting jobs. <laughs> so yeah, still nothing much to to report. I uh, I may drive back to Mexico and get a deep cleaning on my teeth because apparently that's real expensive here. Yeah. yeah, you can find me at Gavin V Murray on Instagram and uh, maybe even playing Rocket League uh, on on Seamus's Twitch stream. We'll see if they let me in. You could also DM any of us at any time to play Rocket League. <laughs> That is true. We are very accessible on the Rocket League servers. Yeah, at still good. Pod. All right. Until next time. Thank you all. Bye. Yuck. <laughs>